so it's Christmas season. And the little jingle from Santa Claus is coming to town popped into my head. He's making a list and checking it twice. Today, I want to talk about the infamous list. Should you have one? What should be on it? Is it worth having? Does it hinder you? Does it help you? I'm going to share my perspective on today's Dear Single Women's podcast. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. My name is Shanintra and I am the creator and host of the Dear Single Women's podcast. This podcast is for single women who are healing, growing, living, and loving their lives on their terms. You can find this podcast on all streaming platforms. Subscribe to my channel on YouTube, where we will be going live again tonight for the Christian Single Women Support Group. Tonight, we are talking about deputizing your support system. So using the people around you to help you and support you during this difficult time. We always feel like we have to do things alone as single women. It's just not true. Rely on the support system that you do have while we still pray and hope for the support system that we want. So I hope you guys will tune in. It'll be at 8 p.m. tonight and I look forward to seeing you there. I will put the link in the description. All right, let's jump into this episode. The infamous list. I don't think it is a bad thing to know what you want. That is a good thing. Only good things can come from clarity. So I will start there. The list is not bad. But I want to talk to you about really making that list work for you because it can be a hindrance if you are scripting out to the T what you want your person to look like, be like, it can hurt you because you know how that saying goes, when we make plans, God laughs. We are not in control of exactly all those things that we may want or desire in a partner. And so I think that a list can be helpful, but if you are using it to script to a T what your person should be like, it will become a hindrance because no one is going to fit the exact mold that you've created. So I want to talk to you about how to make that list work for you. I want you to broaden the vision. Focus on more of what you want to feel from your partner and less about some of the uh, external features, I guess, if we can say. It is important, you know, aesthetics are important. What you want your mate to look like, dress like, how he grooms himself. Those things are absolutely important. I would never tell a single woman to completely negate their desires in that area. But I want you to think of like a Christmas gift. What do you want to feel when someone gives you a gift? You want to feel that they put thought into it, that they considered you when they got the gift for you, that you want to feel like you matter to them and you want to feel maybe some sense of appreciation of the value you provide to their life and they have given that back to you monetarily or in a gift. So you're not so focused on what the outside package looks like. What does the wrapping paper look like? Or even maybe specifically, what is this gift itself? You just want to translate the gift to how it makes you feel. 
when you receive that gift. And I think it's similar when we're talking about a mate. What do you want to feel from your gift, quote unquote? Are you too consumed with the outside packaging of your gift? If that's the majority of things on your list, you need to take a look at your list. Check it twice because I know I want to feel loved. I want to feel valued. I want to feel like I'm important to this person. I want to feel that I matter to them. I want to feel that I provide something uniquely for them that they, they can't get from anybody else. So when I consider those things, that will impact the way I um, gauge the guys I meet against my list. Like, if you if we're going out and you don't compliment me, you don't check on me, you don't make me feel like I'm valuable to you, th- those things don't align with my list. And so you wouldn't be someone I'd entertain for long. Now, it's just, I, I want you to look at it in those terms. What do you want your guy to make you feel like? Because um, you may not get everything you want in terms of looks. You know, we you have your standards and that's fine. I will, again, I will never denigrate a single woman for her standards. But you may not get everything. But if he's making you feel all the things you want to feel and he's checking all your boxes in terms of values and um, how he handles himself, financially, professionally, um, in community, how, how does he treat the waiter? If those kinds of things matter to you and he's checking all of those boxes on your list, then consider him. Even if the package may not be exactly what you're looking for because it is the gift that matters. And one thing about women, that's not the case with men. Women are able to grow an attraction to men if he's doing well for her and providing for her. And if there's some like basic level of like, all right, he's okay. Like I I can entertain him. Women can grow an attraction. Like I wish men knew that. I don't know if they do, but we just, the things that really matter to us in a mate, if you are doing those things, you're instantly more sexy to me. And men, it doesn't work that way. Like they have to have that, that physical has to be there in order to feel comfortable, like to continue on. And that's just how they're wired. That's how they're made. And that doesn't mean we settle for men we're not attracted to, but we do understand that there's more that comes into play. And if he is doing everything I want, but maybe like, oh, I typically like guys with hair and he doesn't have hair, you can overlook that. Most women can overlook those kinds of like superficial things. So make sure your list is, is more about what you want to feel, what you want to get from this man. Another thing I would suggest when making your list is to take a trip down memory lane. Look at the guys that you've dealt with over the years and uh, see if you could pull out some things that are transferable to what you want in a man. Just like 
we say transferable skills are applicable to any job, transferable, de transferable desires are applicable to any man. So if I noticed in my past situationships, I was complimented, then I know that words of affirmation really mean a lot to me. And so I'm looking for that. That's a real thing on my list. And so I'm going to look for that in the next person I entertain. And I will tell you, even though this is worthwhile doing, taking a trip down memory lane can be hard because you have to think about what did this person mean to me? Why was I attracted to him? What did I like about him? And what does that say about me? And then when I think about what I like about him, well, then what do I want overall in a partner? And it can bring up a lot of feelings, especially during the holiday season, right? It can bring up a lot of feelings of joy. It could bring up pain. But I don't want you to shrink back because of the feelings that it's going to bring up. I want you to be curious about what your transferable desires say about what you value. In order to be curious, you have to confront. You're gonna have to confront your past, but just maintain a level of curiosity. And anything that comes up, just observe it. Be like a scientist and just observe. Don't get attached to it. There's a bigger lesson at play. So don't be afraid to take a trip down memory lane. The last thing I would say about making a list, which I am for if you use it strategically, I want you to use your list to challenge the narrative. If you've been in a lot of situationships or relationships that haven't been good for you, haven't served you, haven't kept you at your best, I want you to use your list to challenge that narrative. When I used to uh, engage in a situationship with this guy, I used to feel that I needed him. There was something he could give me that, it, that made all of the heartbreak and the pain and the disrespect worth it. But when I look over my list of what actually I'm looking for, I realize I can challenge that narrative. What did this person possibly give me on this list? Nothing. So did I really need him? Was he really doing something for me that I couldn't possibly do for myself? Honestly, when I challenged the narrative, that's when the liberty came. I stopped feeling so attached to that person when I realized, hold on, I built up something in my head of this is what this person gives me. But when I actually look at the facts, it's just not true. I'm not getting time. I'm giving time. I'm not getting attention. I'm giving attention. I'm not getting money and provision and protection. I'm giving that. So then why am I really so attached to this thing? And that's when the liberty came. I got free of that. So you can use your list to help you get free of past things you may still be attached to. You'll see what it is you really desire and how much uh, that thing maybe you've 
grapple with holding on to during this holiday season, which can be a lonely one, you realize that it's actually nothing to hold on to. Um, this person's not giving you anything to hold on to. They're giving you less than what you deserve because you know what you actually deserve and want if you write it out on your list. And you ultimately realize that you're giving the best of yourself and you're not getting any of your needs met. And so challenging that narrative helps you to break free from the past situationships. I believe that you will never be able to go forward to what you want if you are still held on to something of the past. I do believe that. And I know people still get in relationships and they're in love with someone else, and that, but those things never work out anyway. They don't. Even if you can get in a relationship with another person, it will fall and it will end because there isn't a clean slate here. And I had to get free because I'm not blocking my blessing anymore from some someone who's giving me scraps. Absolutely not. I got free for me. A lot of work, a lot of time, but healing came, freedom came, and I'm more expectant than ever that God is going to do this thing for me because I did the work to really get free and make space for the healthy, loving relationship to come. Emotional space is a thing. We think of physical space, right? If my car is in the space, you can't put your car here. Emotional and mental space are real things too. If you are mentally and emotionally tied and preoccupied with something else, there will never be space for the right thing to come along. So using your list to challenge the narrative will help to get you free. And you will realize that you're holding on to nothing. And there's freedom in moving forward. So ladies, I will say to you, make your lists. Keep that vision broad. Focus more on how you want to feel and less on what does what do they have to look like, what do they have to do for a living, et cetera, et cetera. Take that trip down memory lane and be, be curious about it. Don't get attached emotionally to that experience. Just be curious about what, what you did like in that person and how you can transfer that to what you want in a mate and put that on your list. And ch challenge the narrative that this person gave you something that you couldn't give to yourself because it's just not true. You are whole and sufficient within yourself. The man, the relationship, the love, all of those great things that God has for you. It is the beautiful cherry and fudge on top of the already delicious Sunday. I love you, ladies. Thank you for listening in. I will see you next week on the Dear Single Women's Podcast every Monday at 3 p.m.